You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we are canceling the apocalypse! Who are they? I don't know. Followed you? No one followed me, Ren. What do you want? The Ark. It's what they're after. What's it do? You don't know what you're doing. <gasps> no! No. No, 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 Ren. Today is repeating. Tell me you remember what you have to remember. Have you lost your mind? You don't have to believe me, but I need you to trust me. Hannah! They shot you. You remember? Is this a dream? How is this happening? I think the Ark is causing time to loop. How? I don't know. You're not telling me something. You're crazy. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. This can't be podcast from Parts Unknown, Cinema Geekly, Strange Journey Through the Depths of Netflix. It's Anthony Lewis, Glenn Bovey, back talking another Netflix original film. This time, the 2016 American-Canadian science fiction film directed by Tom, uh, Tony Elliott. It is called ARC. It is spelled A-R-Q, but it is pronounced ARC. And, uh, Glenn, this is one of those... Uh, Time loop. Uh, They've done like a bunch of science fiction television shows have done the time loop. There are a few movies that have done the time loop. Uh, And this is the Netflix uh, take on the time loop uh, concept starring Robbie Amell, the the younger brother, I think, of Stephen Amell. No, they're cousins. Uh, Are they cousins? I just presumed they were brothers for some reason. They look a lot alike. I thought. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they're cousins. All right. Well, my apologies to Robbie Amell. Uh, yeah, he's his cousin. Uh, it's largely starring Robbie Amell and Rachel Taylor, who uh, Netflix watchers might remember uh, as I can't remember. <laughs> I was going to say as a name that I should remember, but I don't. She's uh, uh, she is the friend. I believe of Jessica Jones. Uh, she's been on like Luke Cage and, and Jessica mm-hmm. Jones a few times. I, for the life of me, can't remember her name off the top of my head right now. Rachel Taylor, I think is her. Oh no, I, I definitely have the actress's name. I just don't remember who she plays in that show. Uh, but she plays oh, Hellcat. Yeah. She, I know she's Hellcat, but I can't remember like the character's name. They never call her Hellcat on the show, but, uh, yeah, she's, uh, 
I think, more recently known for that. I think this movie may have uh, popped up before Luke Cage did, or maybe shortly before um, Jessica Jones. Uh, so this takes this movie takes place in a, I guess, a not-too-distant future, I guess. Uh, the, the world is in shambles. Robbie Amell is like a scientist, Glenn, I think. It's kind of unclear yeah. as to what he actually yeah, he's like does. like an engineer, a scientist guy. Yeah, he's created a device which he calls the Ark, which is supposed to be some sort of perpetual motion energy device that will help, you know, power things. It powers his building that he's in. Most people don't have any sort of electricity. Uh, but something with this device, uh, something has gone wrong and it's doing something it's not supposed to, uh, specifically, uh, keeping, uh, Renton played by Robbie Amell and his former lover, Hannah played by Rachel Taylor in a time loop. And over the course of the film, we, uh, it is revealed that his former lover, Hannah is really working with some guys that are constantly breaking in to their bedroom, taking Renton away and trying to get some information from him. And he usually ends up dying and the loop repeats itself. And he seems to be the only one who remembers this. Uh, over time though, Hannah starts to remember, uh, from previous loops and people in the gang start remembering from previous loops as well. And it turns out that people in the gang are also working uh, for their, like, secret agents as well. They're working for a corporation that wants their hands on the ARC technology that Renton has developed. And uh, it kind of goes on and on and on like that uh, for the whole course of the movie. Uh, sometimes they get a little bit closer they always end up dying. Uh, it's a little bit of like live, die, repeat in that, uh, that, that Tom Cruise film edge of tomorrow a little bit, uh, except not as good, except nowhere near as good. Of course. Um, the end of the movie sees them, uh, instead of actually, uh, instead of breaking the loop, uh, they, uh, I guess they had a chance to break the loop, but instead uh, they decide to continue going through the loop to eventually find some sort of way to get the Ark to the Freedom Fighters, I guess. I, I kept calling them a gang, but I guess they're supposed to be Freedom Fighters uh, fighting against this big company. Um, mm -hmm. In the end, a bunch of big robots break down the wall and kill everybody in the room, and Hannah wakes up. Uh, which is kind of the end of the movie. So they end the movie, Glenn, without an ending. Not really. Like, there's really... No the ending is we'll just continue on with this loop until we find a way to win, which we never see if they do or don't. Uh, what did you think of Ark? Um, <clears throat> I really didn't like it at first. Mm-hmm. Like, the first, like, 15, 20 minutes. It's not a very long movie, either. No. But like, the first 15 or 20 minutes or so, I was like, wow, this is awful. It's only 88 minutes, many. yeah. Yeah. And then, I think it was, like, right around the time where she kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. I was like, well, this is interesting. 
And then I, I really did actually kind of like the middle chunk of it. Mm-hmm. I liked how, like, oh, wow, they've been in this loop so many times, and the outside world seems to be, like, completely in crumb, you know, in ashes besides them. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like the whole not ending ending thing just because I feel like hmm, what we saw was should have had some conclusion to it because I kind of got the idea that they probably have done this a several thousand times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did. I I mean, I, not that I hate like open ending like that, but it was just kind of like, well, it was kind of pointless. Yeah, I I kind of felt the same as you uh, when watching it through. the The beginning of the movie was kind of dull, uh, and I've seen a bunch of time loop things before, uh, just a ridiculous number of them. Uh, in movies and in television shows. So I'd been on this trip before, and then when other people started remembering uh, previous loops, uh, it, it definitely got a lot more interesting, especially in the middle section of the movie. And you noted it's only about 88 minutes. It's not long. But by the time it got to the end it felt like it had just gone on too long. Like, this felt like it would have been better served as a 44-minute television show. Yeah, or a short film. Or a short film, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, because obviously this would not belong to a particular series, so it would have... uh, as a... it would have been better in in short film form. It it felt like... Like a Twilight, like a Black Mirror episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that's perfect. Twilight Zone. Uh, and I'm excited for that to come back too, but that's a, another story. Uh, and, and, the, and who knows by the time this gets released, Twilight Zone may already have premiered on CBS All Access. So I shouldn't date myself too much. Uh, it felt oh, like, yeah, isn't it so good? Didn't you like the second episode? Oh yeah, it was fabulous, sir. The, uh, the one with the, the sequel to the guy whose glasses broke in the, uh, I'm glad they went back and touched on on that old episode. Uh, yeah, it's such a cool callback from the movie, too. It's going to sound so awful now. Uh, we've completely ruined it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It felt like they were trying to stretch it out to hit the hour and a half marker. And I just, I don't know, I just didn't think it needed to. It, it kept going past the point it should have, and then it ended without an ending, which to me is, you're, you know, I agree with you again that I'm not necessarily opposed to something that's a little open-ended, but for a movie that felt like it should have ended sooner, and then for its actual finale to not have an ending, just made it worse to me. I, I, I don't know, I, I thought for sure they should have just... Uh, chose a side and, and landed on it. Either they get the arc to the to the block, or the the bad guys get it, and you have a really bad, sad ending. Uh, but they didn't do either. They kind of just left it up to you, Glenn. Whatever your imagination. So, what do you think, Glenn? In your imagination, now that you get to write the ending of this film, what happens to the to the arc and Renton and Hannah? Since y- you and I now get to write the story, what what happened here? Uh, just keeps going. 
Like it never ends. Like they never find a solution. Uh, or or they lose and die. Okay. I I mean, do they age within the time loop? Probably not, right? No. I mean, if it's been a few thousand times, I mean, we're going to go with groundhog rules. So... Hmm. Because he doesn't age. Yeah. So no happy ending. They never find a way to get it to the block. They just, they realize that their best solution is to just stay within the loop. They can never get the arc to the block. So all they can do is stay in the loop. And that will at least keep the arc out of the hands of whatever the name of that company was that was trying to. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because then that company is just going to have already taken over the world. Yeah. It's not like they really needed this thing, it seems. Yeah, that was my thing. It's like, oh, well, you established this has been going on forever and ever. Like, you know, if this has gone on a couple thousand times. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like a three-hour loop. So I guess really in days, I guess it hasn't been that much. But, I mean, granted, he found another file with more. Like, who knows how many times it really could have kept going on. But, Mm -hmm. I mean... Who you know? Who's to say we aren't thirty years from where this all started, and none of it matters? Like, right? That could also be it. Uh, so outside of that, what did you think? Uh, were there were there any standout performances for you in this? Did anything stand out in in that regard? I thought Rachel Taylor was good. Yeah, I liked her. Uh, I I mean, ML wasn't bad. It's just I didn't believe that he knew any of the science. <laughs> no, it's like that. God, what was that Bond film? Um, where God, I can't remember who the Bond girl was, but we we're supposed to believe she was like a oh, nuclear physicist. Uh, Denise Richards. Denise so Richards. World is not enough. Yeah, yeah. Where we we're supposed to buy her as like a nuclear physicist or something. Yeah. yeah, I thought Robbie Amell was okay in this, but I agree with you as well that he didn't fit the, like, it just, he didn't, it didn't feel like he knew what he was talking about when he was talking about all of this stuff. Uh, I mean, that that's kind of really it for the performances, because, like, the rest of the, the, her group, her cell or whatever, they didn't really do that much, Right. Yeah, and they, the, the one other thing that they did that I hate when they do this in is if they're, like, lost lovers or whatever, mm-hmm. and that person has a new boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse, like, they always kill that one off. Yeah. Now, I know he's... Oh, so they can get back together. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I, I hate it when they do that. Like, uh, what was that terrible movie? 2012. Like, Amanda mm-hmm. Pete's married to a guy, and then all of a sudden, like, at the end, it's like, oh, we need to get rid of him. Oh, he gets grinded up. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, thank goodness she's out of the way, so the gears. Yeah. she can be who she's really meant to be with. Yeah, I just, it's kind of annoying, just because they do it all the time, and I, I'm like, I don't know, maybe... It is a little weird, die. right? Because it's like, oh, she... You're portraying... It, it almost kind of feels like the storytellers are saying she chose badly... Like, she should yeah. be with this guy, but she made a bad choice, so we're going to... Are you taking the, the easy way out? Mm-hmm. You know, spoiler, but, you know, they don't do that in Casablanca. You know, they don't kill off the other love interest. Um, Maybe that's <laughs> part of the reason why it's such a renowned that, film. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. But you would think, but it's funny, you would think that they would just follow that trope instead. We just 
don't follow that trope. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, okay, so before we give uh, some final thoughts and our rating for this uh, particular Netflix adventure, let's thank the good people of Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show. Cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Uh, Glenn, do you have any final thoughts on ARQ? Yeah, I mean, it's a it was a fine movie to have on in the background and then it, you know, kind of got my attention. Like, it's okay. It's really not awful, but no, you just like, if you're cleaning the house or I don't know, playing video games that have something on on the side, like it's not the worst thing to have on. It's it's okay. There's some neat things in it. Um, it's just you kind of, and it doesn't feel too much of a retread. Like no, they do. I think they do a good job of. That was my problem. With, like the first fifty minutes, I was like, okay, this is kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they do kind of do a better job of kind of expanding on and going in different directions within the same scenes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. No. What would you give it? Uh, like a three. Yeah, I uh, I'm in the same boat with you. This is like a pretty good rainy day movie. Yeah, uh, and that's what I watched it on was a rainy day. Ah, perfect. Yeah, see, and if you don't want something that's like sci-fi original bad, if you want something that's like a little bit better than that, but nothing you have to sink your teeth too far into. Uh, you know, nothing looks interesting on your Netflix queue. Uh, this is not a bad choice. I gave it a three as well. It's it's very much middle of the road, but you know a fairly enjoyable middle of the road. Movie. It's like a it's a lot like Source Code. Yeah, I think uh, I like it, Source Code better than this, but yeah, Source Code is much better than this. But it's yeah, it's kind of like the the B team version of this. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, go watch Source Code, by the way. Not enough people, I don't think, have watched that. I, I, I think it's uh, been not, forgotten. Yeah, forgotten. I wouldn't say super underrated, but kind of forgotten about. It. I think people liked it when it came out, but people just sort of forgot about it. You know, because he went on to make, uh, he went on Warcraft. to make the Warcraft movie, which was not so great. I think people just sort of forgot he made Source Code. And then Mute. Oh my God, and Mute, of course, which we covered on this podcast yeah, series. Also, not so great. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, I'll let you guys know what we're going to be watching next time. But in the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Just search for Cinema Geekly and hit subscribe. And that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about Glenn's Pick. 2019 American sports drama film directed by Steven Soderbergh, starring Andre Holland, uh, Zachary Quinto, and Kyle McLaughlin. It is called High Flying Bird. And we are going to talk about that on another podcast from Parts Unknown.